Good morning. Um, I want to. Well, I want to thank God too. Um, most of you guys, <laughs> if you are on Facebook and you have Ron Bernard on your Facebook, you probably saw that he was giving quite a few updates because he stayed in Wilmington while the hurricane was passing through, and and they they probably have a hundred trees on their property, giant like crazy tall, ginormous trees, and probably thirty or more fell and none of them fell on his house. One branch fell on the back porch, but that was it. And so, um, you know, and obviously not everybody was that, uh, in that place, but the good thing is that they're in a place that they can help. And it's a really cool opportunity to, uh, whether it's, you know, BJ and Tara, whether it's Ron and Karen, whether it's some other people that we go through, we, we can respond. And um, I think, um, yeah, we might end up even taking a crew down there at some point, um, maybe hooking up with Samaritan's Purse or something like that, that would, we can uh, do that. So keep, keep that in mind because we'll probably be announcing some of that. I also encourage you, if you got this yellow sheet, that's the, you're learning to live. There's some really good classes on there uh, this time. So I just encourage you, uh, we're, as, as we talk today, I'll, be, I'll refer back to that as just a place to uh, respond. So last week, Rick started us in kind of on a journey of kind of just talking about foundations of growth. We've been talking about growth and wanted to take a few weeks in relationship to um, talking about some foundations. Like this is something that you should think of in your own personal journey, but also we're thinking it also as a corporate journey because we're, we're a body. You're also an individual, but you're an individual in relationship to that body and the body operates by each individual part, that what you supply to this body is important, what's, what's key, and, and that's the, the cool part about it. But in this process of growth, um, first of all, um, Brandon and maybe Tulio, uh, if, can y'all grab those? Did anybody, else, anybody not get, I think they did a pretty good job of getting this to everybody, but did anybody not get a teaching? And if you didn't, I think they're all up front, okay, they're going to grab those and just keep your hands up during that now. Well, they'll get, get you one. But we're going to talk about today. Um, he, he started off uh, last week with just talking about receiving. Um, and if you missed that, I want to encourage you to go back. and uh, We have YouTube now and everything you can go back and listen to, catch up on. If you missed the conference this weekend, it was a really great conference. If you missed any part of it, uh, it's on YouTube as well. Uh, and grab it because it's, it's it really is cool, empowering, foundational teaching that uh, I, I believe if we have it within us, we're going to grow like crazy. And so I just encourage you, if you missed that, come gra- go, go grab, get online and grab a few of those and, and listen to them. Um, but this, this week, you know, uh, we talked about last week, receiving. And the first part of that came out of this James passage. And go ahead, there, uh, who's Brent? Brennan's back there. And we'll read it again. Uh, This is what uh, Rick talked about last week. Therefore, laying aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness in humility, receive the word of God implanted, which is able to what? Save your soul. But prove yourselves doers of the word, not merely hearers who delude themselves. For anyone's a hearer of the word, not a doer. He is a man who looks at his natural self in a mirror, then walks away and forgets what he looks like. And I, I kind of have this interesting suspicion that me, along included with maybe some of you all out there, we 
get a good picture, we get in with the Lord, we, we get a good picture of what he's speaking to us, what he's declaring, and then we go out in the world and we start forgetting what we really look like and what he has really declared over us and what he's really spoken over us. And so this is just a, a, a process that you can take every, everywhere you go. And through that, there's these, I put them on your notes there, these four response, or four foundations Receive, respond, that we're going to talk about that today. Respond is in the word implanted. There's a facet of the word has to get implanted into us, into our hearts, into our lives. That's our response. Uh, laying aside, obviously laying aside up there, uh, everything that would hinder us, and then practice. Um, and so, you know, those are foundations. It was really interesting. I did put the scripture up there, but I know Rick spoke it to me. He didn't get to speak it last week, but it was really important. Think about this, 2 Peter 1.17. Just listen to this about what, in relationship to receiving, what Jesus uh, needed. It says, for when he, Jesus, received honor and glory from God the Father, such an utterance as this was made to him by the majestic glory. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. That's a receiving, right? That's a receiving. He, he, Jesus himself had to receive the glory and honor that God was giving him. Why? So that he could do what? Give it to you. Give it to us, right? So that's why it's really important that we receive. Because if you don't receive anything, you don't have anything to what? Give. Yeah. Right? So that's the most, that's probably one of the most important parts. We might have to come back to that. Um, even, even thinking through some of that, maybe what's keeping you from receiving, those type of things. But um, maybe some of that will come up in relationship to laying aside. Uh, that's going to be next week. Uh, we're going to be talking about laying aside the next week and then uh, practicing the following. Maybe. We'll see how that goes. Maybe the Lord will add to some stuff to this. But I, wanna, I want you to think about this in relationship um, because I think... So many times, I think we get we can get um, well in relationship to there, there's a reality that we need to receive this implanted word of God. We need to receive it so that then now we're going to talk about responding to it because there's always a facet that if you receive and don't respond, there's there's something that happens. We're going to talk through some of that, and um, and so. Um, I was thinking about this in relationship to working out, and I'm, I'm going to get some people to help me. Um, there's just some, uh, Dave, since he's obviously a strong man, grab some of these weights back here. I'll get the two pink ones there. <laughs> you can get the rest, right? <laughs> yeah, look at that. Yeah, we got him going. I knew, I knew I picked the right guy right there. All right, so, you know, I was thinking about this in relationship. You're good. I think I might be able to pick him up from here. Um, and I, I want you to think about this in relationship to, um, you know, I was thinking about this, you know, I, I used to, I used to uh, there for a while I was, you know, working out at Foley and doing pretty good about, you know, you know, going every, every week. And, 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 um, there was this reality that, um, you know, there's a facet that, you know, we can all receive the fact, does anybody receive the fact that if you lift weights, it's a good thing? Yeah. 
Everybody agree with that? It'll, it'll help you grow stronger, right? Let, let me start with this question. Does everybody want to grow in here? Anybody? Let me just do this. Does anybody not want to grow? <laughs> Got a couple, maybe. We all want to grow, right? Does anybody, uh, does everybody want to be in shape in here, right? All right. So if we answer yes to do I want to grow, or if we do answer yes to I want to be in shape, then there has to be a process to that. Because I, I don't know about you guys, I wish it was this case, but I don't get in shape hanging out, sitting around on the couch, watching TV. Do anybody get in shape that way? <laughs> you get different shapes, right? <laughs> That's good. That's good. Kind of, you can take on different shapes if you do that. But we talk about getting in shape. Nobody, I don't think, I've just never heard that. You know, I've just never heard of that. So it demands, I can receive that these are good. I can receive that these weights, if I use them and utilize them, they are good. Okay, is that going to do, is, that's the first part in a product. Because if I don't ever receive the fact that these are good for me to uh, exercise and to grow, I'll never, I'll never even think about using them. I'll never even want to use them. So I got to receive the fact that they are really important to if this growth. We'll just say, we'll just say right now, the only way for you to get in shape is to use weights. All right, I know that's not the case, but in a my illustration, that's what it is. But the reality is, is that if I receive that they are good and I just look at them and I feel them and I hear them, you know, like Rick talked about last week. Is that the only response I need to have? No. I have, there has to be a response into that. I have to, we'll start with these. We have to pick these up, right? What are these? I don't even know. It's got to be a couple, two and a half pounds, right? But this is the reality, too, is that God, and we're going to talk about next week, laying aside anything that would hinder me from what? Picking these things up and using them. We're going to talk about the next week about maybe practicing. Like if I, I can do it one time. Anybody got in shape using these one time? Anybody done that before? No. You have to. <laughs> Rick is in perfect shape because he's using. Because there's, you got to put something into practice. It's got to be something that you do every day. You walk every day in, right? And and I I started out well. <laughs> it, it, doing this every day. Now I've kind of gotten out of the habit for about two or three, I was going to say weeks, but it's probably been months now, about, you know, getting in there and lifting. So now these are a little bit heavy for me, right? But the cool thing about God is that in his awesomeness, he, go, he takes us from glory to glory. You know, and I, know, I remember the first time I went to Foley, they didn't even let us use weights. They, like, were making us do air squats and this, that, and the other. I'm like, come on, man. Give me the big weights, man. Look at, look at this. Can't you see this? <laughs> you know what the next day I said? Thank God I didn't use any weights. <laughs> I, was so, I felt so bad. It was pitiful. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't need weights just to start. I mean, you can actually get in there doing some air squats. But I just want to put this up there because there's a reality that I have to respond to these. Or else, there's there's a good th there's it's a good thing to receive the word, but now I've got to respond to it. And we're going to talk about that. How do I respond to the? How do I respond to the word? Look at this. Interesting. The goal was to respond to what we receive. 
Look at this Acts passage. This is really cool. God just really, this is a passage that Rick has spoken a lot over the years, and I just got it in reference to this. It says, the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away at night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews and they started proclaiming the gospel. Okay? Now, those, these were more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica, for they received the word and sat on it and did nothing. Right? No. They received the word with great eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Daily? Is that sound like an everyday process? I hope that daily means that, right? They, they examined them daily. They put something in. They were eager. Like there was, a, there was an atmosphere that they created. You know what was different than Thessalonica? Thessalonica, at the end of this thing, uh, it says, but when the Jews of Thessalonica found out that the word of God had been proclaimed, they also came down there and agitated and stirred them up. They had just come from Thessalonica. They, didn't re- they received the same word. Paul spoke the same word. It says, according to his custom, he would go into the synagogue. I, I can encourage you. He had the same teaching, the same declaration to every synagogue. And all of a sudden, the people in Thessalonica said, oh, that's, yeah, that's kind of the same old, same old. Or maybe that's just, that's not for me. You know, they didn't respond to it. They didn't put it into activation in their head. They weren't eager to, to do it. And Again, I'm just talking about myself. Sometimes I realize in my own life, I get out of this eagerness. I got to get out of this daily examining to see if these things are so. Um, And so God really wants to, uh, you know, really ignite some of that eagerness. It really ignites some of this response in us as a body. Now, think about this. There's kind of two major ways that we respond. Um, the, t- the two, th- two ways that we do is faith through faith and by, uh, or by faith and through confession. And we're going to talk about that. Really, the Lord just started stirring me up, especially in this area of faith. Like, how do you, res- you, know, you, how do you respond in faith? Like, what do you, what do? You, like, what do, you do? Like, because I'm a doer. I mean, I don't know. Anybody doers in here? Like, like, they just like to get the things done. God, just show me what to do and I'll do it. So I know I realize I have to kind of step back from that every once in a while and say, all right, God, I, I got to make sure I'm in faith, not just doing. You know, I want to walk in this in faith. And so um, as you see in your, uh, I want to go on this next scripture. Look at this Hebrews 4 passage. For indeed, we had the good news preached to us. So they heard, heard. Remember last week we talked about hearing, seeing, and feeling. Like the, that, those are expressions of how we receive the word of God. That's how we receive the Lord. For indeed, we had good news preached to us just as they also. But the word they heard, same word, the word they heard did not profit them. Okay? You can get the exact same word and it not profit you. I could be speaking and maybe for Dave and Leanne, it profits them. Maybe over here for Tulia, it doesn't profit them. What would be the difference? Well, because what? The word they heard did not profit them because it was not united by what? Faith. They didn't unite their faith in those who heard. So there's this facet of faith that God wants us to express. If, if, if the same word came forth and it produced fruit in one person and it didn't produce it in the other, then the, it's not about the person. Because I'm sure Tulio and Leanne and David, they're awesome, great people. But one that profited, one didn't. Why? Because there was a facet of, I have to unite this with faith. 
I have to unite this in faith. So what's the, what is that expression? Like, how do I express faith? All right? And we're going to go through about four or five or so of these expressions. Keep dropping my teaching here and there. Look at this first one. All these are responses to our God, we're receiving something. I want, that's the reality. We receive something, so what do, we, what do I do with it? What do I rece- when I receive the word, when I receive a word on a Sunday, or I receive a word from somebody speaks a word to me in relationship to, and it's God, what do I do with it? Like, what, what, am I, what am I supposed to walk in? And so think about this one, Matthew 10, 7 and 8. And as you go... Preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you have what? Received. So now what am I going to do? Freely go give. So sometimes your expression of faith is whatever you got, you go what? Give. I mean, that's just an, an expression of that. Whether it's, I mean, that could be in all sorts of areas, right? Freely I receive, freely I give. Um, you know, Rick last week talked about Dig deep in here, in between all the thousands of receipts I have. All right. Anybody remember this illustration from last week? Right? I have a $5 bill, right? I have a $5 bill, right? <laughs> hey, Rick started with the $5 bill, okay? And I didn't go by the bank. Glory to glory. I know. I know. Glory. <laughs> so, right, if this is the reality of receiving, right, I have this $5 bill, I want to give it to anybody in here, not except you. <laughs> I didn't finish my statement, except, except you. <laughs> so, right, now... Right, that's right, he could have paid me. You just wanted to pay Ben back. He's still in debt from last week. I think, I, I think this is somebody else's money too. So, no, uh, it's allocated for something. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so I wanted to give it. God wants to give, right? Now, and sometimes, again, receiving could be me just, you know, tossing this to Rick, and this is receiving, but he didn't do anything in part of it other, you know, other than to sit there and wait, right? But the receiving that God does in these situations is he's like, I want you to have it. Now, what's, why, would he, why would he need to get it? Why would he need to express some type of movement to get it? Why? What is that called? It's, it's part of its faith, Right? It's faith in a good God that wants to give good things and to reach for them and go for them. Now, I'm going to pull kind of a slick one. The reality is, is that now knowing what we know, if freely you receive, now what is, what's, Dave's, what's Dave's responsibility? <laughs> not, not, I get, not me. I gave. <laughs> now we're going to start. <laughs> right. Now if... Freely give, freely receive, right? There's a reality that, and I want you to think about this. Now, let's be honest. Last week, and I'll just be honest with you. I mean, like, as soon as he said it, I wanted the $5 to do what? Because I had lunch afterwards. I needed, (laughs) I wanted some lunch afterwards, right? A lot of times we are freely receiving, but we're receiving it in relationship to freely receiving, like, and keeping, 
And, I, and I'm guilty. I'm not, I'm not trying to put it on you. I'll just put it on me. There's a reality that we think first, sometimes receive to keep, to have, to hold. Instead of, man, what if we did in the kingdom? Man, I freely have. I'm going to freely what? Give. Right? And obviously, you've got to use wisdom in that. I'm not saying just throw off all shades to the wind. But the reality is, is that God wants us to think. I, w- I was challenging myself last week. I'm like, man, Mitch, you weren't thinking give as soon as you got it. Like, if I would have gotten that, I'm not sure I would have been thinking give automatically. I, would, I think I would have gotten there maybe. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, I got it. Maybe I should give this to somebody. You know, but the reality is I feel like I, wanna, I really wanted to press this in to that freely give, now f- freely, I mean, freely receive, now freely give. Now, the reality is, is that, is, or, okay, my wallet doesn't have any more $5 bills, but the reality is, is in, God's, in God's checkbook, is there anything that he doesn't have? So why wouldn't I freely receive to freely give those, so that I could freely what? Receive again so that I could freely give, so that I could freely receive again. Maybe some, we're stuck in the whole thing because we haven't freely given. And so that's what God wants to say. Freely, that's an expression of faith. As I receive it, it's an expression of faith. But then as I give it, it's also the expression of faith. And so God wants us to walk in that. All right, look at this next one. Oh, well, actually, this one. Uh, this is just a thought in relationship to the king will say to those on his right, you remember, come, you know, come, you who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom of God prepared for you. Why? Because I was thirsty, or sorry, I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, you invited me in. Naked, you clothed me. I was sick, you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Do, do any of those really cost you much? I was hungry. I mean, I mean most of us have enough to probably give another person. That's not going to overdo any of us. You know, if I have some extra clothes, I can clothe somebody that's naked. If I have something else to drink, I can give something to drink. Uh, sick, I visited. You know, think about that. I was in prison and you came to me. You know, there's a reality that a lot of those, you know, God's saying, man, you gave to me. Now, of course, Jesus, you know, the disciples after this, I didn't put it in there, but the disciples asked her, like, what? when did we do that? Because I don't remember us doing that to you. And he said, when you do it to the what? least of these, you did it to me. So that's the reality. In faith, I can give. When I freely receive and I have and I freely give, I do it unto the Lord. Do it unto the Lord when you're doing it. Don't do it for your glory. Do it for his. Do it for the kingdom. You know, you don't have to be ashamed of giving for sure. All right, so next one. Just walk it out. Think about this. Therefore, as you have received Christ, as I have received Jesus Christ the Lord, What's the response? So walk in him, right? If I received him as Lord, then I want to walk with him as a couple people, right? <laughs> I'm seeing if you follow that. If I received him as Lord, then I should walk with him as Lord, okay? There's, that's a growing, that's a glory to glory. Sometimes we don't realize it, but there's a really a glory to glory that God's lordship is ever increasing. You know, we're ever seeing that. Um, but think about this, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed, overflowing with gratitude. There's a reality that I need to activate. If I've, if I've received something, I want to ask God to help me start walking that out. If I receive that word, help me to start walking it out. Now, a lot of us start trying to walk it out going, 
You know, we get this word from God and we're like, oh yeah, okay, God, we're, yeah, we're good, we're good, we're good. Yeah. You know, you start this, you, you start over here because you think, man, I got to have faith and I want, the, I want to see the big things happen. When God's saying, hey, pick up the pink ones. <laughs> now, come on, God. These are, are you serious? You want me to go clean the toilets? You want me to go give like that? Or you want me to, you know, go walk and, that's kind of, I don't want the, I mean, I want the big stuff. You know what God's looking for? If you're faithful in the, right, if you're f- faithful in these things, how, can it, how, how are we entrusted with that? That we start, even though we don't sometimes understand, like, God, this is pretty easy, you know, why do I need that, you know? The reality is that he wants to entrust us with much. He wants to entrust us with much. So activate it, but activate it in glory-to-glory moments. I'm not sure. Man, this table is warped. All right, um, look at the next one. Stand fast, hold fast. Sometimes the activation of your faith is just to what? Stand, hold fast, don't move, right? Sometimes we think faith has to be just this crazy action forward. We got to go do it, we got to go do it. Sometimes God's saying, no, by faith you stand. Watch this. Now I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preached to you, which you also received, in which you also stand, by which you are saved, right? If you hold fast the word I preached to you, unless you believe in vain. Part of this, the gospel is holding fast to it. Some of you have gotten words and you're like, okay, I don't see, I don't see them coming about. So what's your position? Hold fast, right? That's the faith part. Okay, hold fast. I don't see it, but I believe it. Okay, I don't see it. I believe it. I haven't seen it for years, but I believe it. I haven't seen it for a decade, but I believe it. Hold fast. Keep holding fast. I know that's, sometimes that's, a hard, sometimes that's harder than the active part. Hold fast, right? But the seed in the good soil, those are the ones who heard the word, received the word in an honest and good heart, held it fast, and produced what? Fruit. Everybody wants the fruit, right? We like that part. But the two parts that it's sandwiched in between is what? Hold fast and persevere. Woo. I don't know about that. I mean, we're just in this microwave mentality of a, of a, I mean, environment. I mean, it's like, if it doesn't happen now, it must not be God. It must not be Him. You know, God's saying, persevere, hold fast. Hold fast, persevere, and you will produce crazy great fruit. Crazy great fruit. All right? So stand, hold fast. That's an expression of faith. That's how you, that's how you uh, activate or you respond in faith. All right, look at this next one. Take hold of, pursue. But flee from these things, you man of God. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, perseverance, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the what? Is eternal life for there or for now? Yes, yes. yes. (laughs) It's for both, right? That's good. I like that answer. Yeah, take hold of eternal life. That's not a then concept. That's not a I'm... I'm making my way out of this world. Now I can take on the concept of I'm taking hold of eternal life. That's for you to take hold of now. That's a response of faith. Like I'm taking hold of eternal life. I'm taking hold of righteousness, godliness, faith, love, perseverance. I'm pursuing them. Like, right? Sometimes those are the things that don't chase you down. You got to chase those down, right? Sometimes the things that chase us down are the, all the temptations and all the craziness. Like those are in your face. But God's saying, uh, flee from those things and pursue, take hold of. I think I have another scripture. Think about this one. 
Go ahead there, Brennan. Uh, so I asked you, so I say to you, ask, it will be given. Seek, you will find. Knock, it will be open. For everyone who asks, what? Receives, but in he who seeks, finds, and he who knocks, it will be open. Like there's a seeking part in that. There's a pursuing part in that. You know, sometimes we're like, you know, we're, we're hunkered down waiting for God, you know, to just kind of, or we're waiting for the people up front, or we're waiting for that friend that's a really good friend that basically keeps me propped up in the Lord. We're waiting on all of them to feed us, hand feed us, encourage us, build us up. When all of a sudden, that's all, that's what he's holding. The five dollars that he's holding out are those things. They are the encouragements. They are the, the, the words of God. They are those things. So pursue him. Take hold of him. That's an activation responding by faith. Um, think about this next one. Uh, Philippians 1.18, yes, and I will rejoice, for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayers and the provision of the Spirit. Anybody know where Paul is in this passage? Anybody know what he, where he's writing Philippians? He's in jail, right? He's in jail. So, yes, I will rejoice, for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayers and the provision of the Spirit of God. Of Christ, according to that's usually an equal. Anytime you hear according to, it's kind of like an equal sign in the in the Greek. It's a, it's it's an equating. You're, he's equating something according to my earnest expectation and hope. What's he going to receive because he has an expectation and hope? The provisions of the Spirit. That's that's the equal sign. According to his earnest expectations and hope, he is going to have deliverance and the provision of the Spirit. Now, when you're in a tough time and you're in prison, is that what you're looking for? Is that what you're activating your faith in? And not me a lot of times. Like, I want to be in this place where I'm in prison and all of a sudden I'm activating my faith. Gosh, where's the little, wonder where the deliverance is going to come from. You know, wonder where uh, the provisions of the Spirit, where are they coming from? I can't wait. How's the guy going to show me in this prison? How's he going to show me? Like, what's, what's he going to do? How is he gonna? How is he gonna bring me forth, or how is he gonna walk me through it so that I can be uh, a, a man of, or a woman of faith in it? You know, how is he gonna walk that out? That I will not. And this is his expectation and hope. He was. He would not be put to shame in anything. Anybody know? If you're in prison, does that is that a place of shame or not shame? For most people, shame, right? He's, his expectation is like I'm not gonna be put to shame. I'm in prison, and I'm not going to be put to shame. Now, that's the, great, that's the better way to go to prison, by the way. I just, just wanted to make that clear. The <laughs> better way to go is, is the Lord, you know, you declaring something for the Lord, and they're putting you there. But, but the reality is that either way, you know, some of us have had to go in and out of that, and that's okay. There's a reality of redemption in that. And the cool part is that he's saying, oh, go back to that last one there, uh, Brennan. Uh, back one there. And um, there's a reality that at the end of that, keep going. No, you go, go the other way. Other way, other way. You're giving them all my good stuff before they're getting there. Come on. <laughs> oh, now he's going. But the reality is that, um, you know, in that uh, passage, he's in prison and he's, he's activating his faith. 
And that's just a challenge for me because I want to be in any position that I'm in, in any circumstance, any situation. I want to be able to have faith that's activated, that walks and, and works through that. And uh, go on to the, now you can go to the next one. I think we got through that. All right, keep going one more. Right there. Uh, I love this. Uh, according to my earnest expectation and hope that I will not be put to shame, but that with all boldness, Christ even now will be exalted in me. That's a, that's a cool place. If I'm just even in the midst of hard, crazy times. All right, God, how are you going to be exalted in this situation? Be exalted. Be, be magnified. Be, be, uh, uh, even, even what he puts at the end, whether by life or death. You know, he did, whether, whatever that comes through. I'll, be, I'll exalt you if I'm living. I'll exalt you if I die, right? Um, go on to that next one there. I think that's it. Okay, so that's by faith. Think about these things. You, if you respond in faith, I wanted to try to paint a picture of what that could look like. Because sometimes, like, Mitch, if you just say you just need to respond in faith, well, what, what does that look like? How do I put feet to that? Well, freely give, activate it. Sometimes I just need to stand and hold fast to the things that God's put before me. Sometimes I need to take hold of and pursue out righteousness and, and, and the life that I've received, the, the word that I've received. Sometimes it's the expectation and hope. I just need to stand in expectation and hope that God's going to do something far beyond all that I can think or imagine. You know, those are situations. And so I want you to begin to activate. There's probably other activations, and, and maybe we'll come back to those, but I just really wanted to speak those. But the other way we respond to, to what we have received through confession, think about this uh, scripture. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, right? That's why, that's why we do inner healing. That's why we are, I mean, we'll never stop doing inner healing. Because if somebody's heart's broken, what can they not do? believe. Okay? If their heart's hurting or there's strongholds or there's uh, flesh patterns or things in their life that are keeping them from their heart from functioning properly, they're not going to be able to believe. That's why we do that. But there's also another facet and a function that we need to keep pushing on towards, and that's with a, a resulting in righteousness, sorry, with the heart a person believes resulting in righteousness, with the mouth he what? Confesses. And there's a, some declarations that we need to be able to speak like speaking in life. Some, some, I'm concerned that a lot of us, we're not confessing great things over ourselves. We're not confessing great things about our situations. We're not confessing great things. Uh, in, in prayer this morning, I think, um, what's your name? Um, George. <laughs> I was going to say Josh. George. George. George spoke. Well, uh, remind me of this, the phrase that um, guy from, uh, Joseph spoke. You spoke it this morning. Speak to your circumstances. Right, don't speak to God about your problems. Speak to the problems about your God. I think some of us need to start confessing to our problems about our good, great, mighty, awesome God. Right? So there's a reality. It's a totally different aspect. Because a lot of times the other way kind of gets in that poor, pitiful me mindset. Just, I'm just talking to me. just talking to myself. Right? Getting that poor, pitiful like, God, don't you see? Now getting that Jeremiah situation when he's in Lamentations. God, I mean... You've, you've broken my teeth. You got, you got all these things. I mean, you're killing me. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, this is hard. People are laughing at me. They're, I'm the laughing stock of the whole nation. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, wait a second. This I remember. This I call to mind. Therefore, I have hope that the Lord's 
loving kindness. I can't remember. I always get these mixed up. Loving kindness, compassion, faithfulness. They're new every morning, right? He starts remembering the faithfulness and goodness of God. He starts declaring him into a situation. Guess what happens? It's a total different mindset now. He's like, oh, okay, wait a second. Now I can go out and conquer nations, right? Before he's speaking to God about his circumstances, he's in the depths, right, of despair. So begin to confess. Watch this in relationship to Mary. Y'all know the scripture. The angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for, this re- for that reason, the holy child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has conceived a son in her old age. And she will also, sorry, she who was called barren is now in her sixth month. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary, and Mary said this confession, right? I mean, anybody, anybody want to sign up for that? I mean, this is really like you're a, what, 16, 14, 15, 16-year-old girl and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit comes and says, hey, you're going to bear the Son of God in your womb. And they're going to call him Jesus. And he's going to be the, right, anybody want to sign up for that? I mean, like, whoo, wow. But look at her confession, right? She's like, okay, I don't know how that's going to happen. But she said, behold, the bond slave of the Lord. I mean, you remember, a bond slave isn't like, a bond slave is when somebody maybe, uh, um, is at the end of the process where they choose. They don't have to be a slave anymore. They choose to be, like put themselves under and live under. So all of a sudden she's saying, God, I want to live under you, and, and may it be done to me according to your what? Word. That was the confession. And I'm, I always kind of think, you know, I don't go there. I don't go very far with these theologically, but I'm like, man, what if she didn't say that? What if she would have said, nah, I can't do that? Maybe there was another girl in the whole mix that said, no, nah, I can't do that. And Mary all of a sudden came along and said, all right, God, I don't understand. I don't know. This is too big for me. There's, there's, I can't, there's no way I can fathom what's going to happen. But be it done according to your word. Let it be done according to your word. Confession, all right? And so those are two, two, two responses. I want to really encourage us. And I just want to flip through these maybe four atmospheres of life just to make sure you're, you're, watch these responses that get cut off because of atmospheres, okay? I just want to run through these real quick. Think about this in Romans one twenty-eight. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through that which has been made. There's really, if you go out and look at the beauty of the, the beauty of what he created, you really don't have an excuse. Like, that couldn't have come anywhere else but God, right? But he goes on. He says, for even though they, so they were without excuse, for even though they knew God, they did not what? Honor him as God or give thanks. Now, that doesn't take a heathen to do, okay? That can, that can be anybody. If I choose to not honor God, if I choose not to give thanks, there's a reality that my, what happened to their hearts after this? Now, I know that these, maybe these were some extreme situations, but I think it happens on a, a, mi- a micro level and sometimes in our faith. Uh, it says, uh, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations, right? They, their foolish heart was darkened. So what that says is that 
they could, with their, their speculations, what they were seeing and what they were, the response of they knew God, but they couldn't speak to it. They couldn't respond to him. Why? Because they weren't giving honor or, or giving thanks. And then they exchanged the glory of God for an image. You know, and that's what we do in life. A lot of times in life we start you know, transferring the reality of God to something else in this world. Right? We exchange you know, that. But God, and just as he did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to those things. And so we have to acknowledge God. We have to honor him. And we have to speak uh, th- that declaration of giving thanks. Like the confession of giving thanks. Right? We can't lose that. We, uh, I can't remember how many years ago, but man, that was several years back, like thanks, God really spoke a lot in relationship to thanksgiving. Don't lose that. Like, don't lose those words of thanksgiving. Don't, use, don't lose that. Um, or else our heart be, starts to become callous. If you, if you go out and look at a beautiful landscape and you kind of just do this for a while, uh, it's kind of the same old, same old. What does your heart start doing? becomes what? Callous, dull. You know, you start. So something that is spectacular to you might be totally dull. You know, it might become totally dull. So... God wants to renew some of that. God wants to break off that atmosphere if that maybe is something. Watch this next one. Uh, this is, a, um, this is the, uh, the guy that comes to him in relationship. Go on to the next one there, Brennan. Think about worldly possessions. This is a guy that he was, uh, Jesus was setting out on a journey. And I never noticed this, but this guy doesn't come walking up to Jesus. Man, he like, comes running up to Jesus, and then he like, gets down before him. Okay? So those are two good responses. Like running to Jesus and getting before him. Those are two great responses. So, and he knelt before him and asked, good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? It's a good question, right? Anybody want eternal life? <laughs> a couple of, I hope that's why we're here in some, some form or fashion, right? Um, and Jesus said, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, don't murder, commit adultery, steal, false witness, honor your father and mother. Again, those are externals, and the guy's like, teacher, I've kept all these things from my youth up. So he's like probably ecstatic. He's like, man, I knew I was in. This is cool. This is awesome. Because I, I did all the do's, right? I did some do's and did, didn't do the don'ts, right? Is that right? Didn't do the don'ts. So I'm good. I'm justified. I can go. Now, look at the next statement. Jesus, go on to the next statement there. Looking at him, Jesus felt a love for him. Now, sometimes I'm like, I realize I have to struggle because sometimes my pastoral love self, it's not, sometimes it can over, over, not step into the next arena that Jesus did. Because Jesus all of a sudden challenges him to the depths of his heart. He's like, well, you, you did do those. I'll, I'll say yes. But think about this. Jesus felt a love for him and said, okay. But there is one thing you lack. Go sell all you have. Go sell all you have, and you will have treasure in heaven, right? Come follow me. What, what did Jesus know about this guy? He already knew that there was no way he was going to be able to follow him to the extent that Jesus is going to be followed with all that stuff hanging on to him, right? 
He wasn't trying to take the worldly possession. I mean, those worldly possessions away. And like, I think sometimes we think, man, I don't want to come to God because he's just going to take everything away from me and I won't have anything. No, God, God's a giver. But for this scenario, all of a sudden he's like, but at these words he was saddened and he went away grieving for he was one that owned much property. I just have a stinking suspicion that God redeemed this guy later on and that he could be in other parts that we don't really know. But I do, I do say that sometimes there's a facet that there, it comes down to in our lives to, am I going to hold fast to God or am I going to have hold fast to this that I can hold in my life? Possessions. Am I going to hold fast to what God wants for my future or do I want to hold fast to what I want for my future? And that's, sometimes that's a hard thing. And, and don't get me wrong. If you say yes to God, it doesn't mean he's going to make you maybe a pastor and sit you up here or a missionary and send you to you know, Timbuktu. It, it doesn't, I think sometimes we get... God has to have people in every form of education, every form of business, every form. God has to have people everywhere for his kingdom, right? So there's a reality that God wanted to get into this guy's heart, uh, and world, these worldly possessions was taken over. Look at the next one. Think about this one, the parable of the seed and the sower. The seed is the word of God. The, the, those beside the road are those who heard. The devil tries to come and steal, uh, take away the word from their hearts so they will not believe. But then look at this. Those on the rocky soil are when they hear, they receive the word with what? Joy, which is good. They received it well. The problem is, is that now their response is going to be hindered. Why? Because they have no firm root and they believe for a while and then damn, the temptation falls away. This is why you need this. Like, I got to get firm. Like, if I want firm <laughs> muscles, I don't start over here. Because then I'm just going to, I probably will get worn out and I probably won't do it anymore. Now, just think of these as 100-pound weights. You know, I'm not going to, I can't, I probably couldn't do a 100-pound weight, obviously, right now. Maybe with both hands or something. But the reality is I can't, I wouldn't be able to do that with a 100-pound weight. But I believe I can work up towards that. I believe I, it, by faith, glory to glory, God can move me through that. And so there's a reality that God wants to make our spiritual life grow so that you have firm roots down and that you begin to blossom out, right? That's the reality. That's what he wants. He wants fruitfulness out of our lives. Not for, now, think about this. The seed that fell among the thorns, those are the ones who heard, they received. As they go on their way, they're choked with what? Worries, riches, and pleasures, okay? I mean, that's just, I mean, I can't, I wish I could make it all fun and dandy, but the reality is that it's the pleasures of life that try to steal all the fruitfulness off the vine of our lives, you know, and maybe I'm getting choked out by worrying, you know, we, that was brought up in prayer this morning, and then uh, they spoke it up front, uh, maybe that's a big topic this morning that God wants to highlight, you know, the worries of life are trying to steal your response to the Lord, right, right, I think everybody in here, I think, has an incredible heart, I mean, I just, I do, I, have, I just have such a belief in that, uh, but I think our heart is sometimes, I can't get over the threshold because of those things, worries, pleasures, trying to just steal from me to respond to God. And so God wants to remove that atmosphere. I love this, but the seed in good soil, those are the ones who heard, received, they held it fast, and we talked about that a minute ago, and bear, bore fruit with perseverance. So that's the heart. And then the last one, think about this one in relationship to the um, uh, when God gives talents, you know, each, each uh, go on there, uh, Brennan, to the next one. 
Think about this in relationship to uh, fear. Fear is a, something that tries to keep us from responding. Think about this. For it's just like a man to go on a journey, called his slaves, and trusted possessions to them. He gave them. To one he gave five, to another two, to another one, to each his own ability. And he went away on his journey. Immediately the one who received the five talents went and traded with them and gained five more. In the same manner, the one who received the two talents gained more, but he who received the one talent dug in a hole and hid it. All right? Now the reality is that it's funny as you go on, because some people get stuck on, man, why did he get five and he got two and maybe I only got one? And that... Isn't that the way we sometimes respond to that? <laughs> okay, maybe sometimes I think that way. Like, God, how do you get five? And I only got two, right? It's funny. In the next little season, he says, when Jesus says, uh, I entrusted you with little, he said that to all of them. Five is little in his book. Two is little in his book. One is little in his book. Whether you have millions to, to give away or you have a hundred, it's the same in God's perspective. It's just your ability to do it. Now, if you have 100 and you don't give the 100 and you see a guy of millions and they're giving millions, like the reality is, is that, that you know, it's, 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 it's the same. Guys, it's all perspective. So don't get caught up on that. But think about this next statement. And the one who had received the one talent come up and said, Master, I knew that you were a hard man reaping where you did not sow and gathering. I was afraid and went and hid it. So a lot of times when we receive things from the Lord, we know that there's sort of an entrustment to that, right? I mean, I think we, when, we get, when, we, when we say Jesus is Lord, I am now I am, I am his, and now my life speaks to, to that. But sometimes out of fear, the enemy will try to con us into saying, just hide that, just take it and just bury it, just make it yours, and it's okay. You'll at least have the one when you get out of that. And God really wants to break us out of that shell. God wants to break us out of that fear. To be able to get us into a place where we are what? Freely receiving, freely giving. And so I really want to wrap all this up saying, you know, there's a, there's a facet of receiving that Rick talked about last week. The response to that is just as critical. It's not, it's not more critical. It's just as critical. It, receiving it is critical. But to receive that this is going to help me grow and do nothing with this, I'm not, I'm not going to grow in relationship to my walk with, you know, strengthening my body. But if I receive this and then I begin to activate glory to glory, right? Going from glory to glory, strength to strength, faith to faith, right? You know, God will begin to uh, walk. And, and these are just, I, I hope that you can take this home and start saying, what season am I in? I'm in this season, freely receive, freely give. Am I in this place of holding fast? Am I in this place of confessing and making declarations? Because you need to understand that and begin to respond, right. right? I have to begin to respond. I have to make a response from that. 